0: Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. Someone into the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who are you to set me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. He thought to himself, what should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. The word of the Lord. Let's start with a prayer. God, you give us so many images of how you love us, how you care for us, and how you relate to us. So often, and not even of our own doing, we can replace the beautiful images you give us with something of our own creation. These created ideas often don't give us life or help us to live lives that help us give good testimony to who you are, the God who lives, breathes life into all of us, and empowers us to go out in love. Lord, help us know you as loving parent, a parent that holds us close, Removes barriers that prevent us from becoming more like you and only wants the best for us. Amen. In the book of Hosea, we are told of the relationship between Yahweh and Israel. The language used to describe this relationship is that of a loving parent, though sometimes conflicted. In this short reading, we are shown the growth of Israel into a full adult. We are shown the path of how the child grows how the child rebels and turns away, and eventually returns to the parent. Israel comes home and is met with an embrace, and is found to be in safety. Much like the Israelites were constantly back and forth in their relationship with God, we may often find ourselves in different places in our own relationship with God. Hosea gives us wonderful imagery to explore our relationship with God and what different stages of that might look like. Our relationship with God could come about in a number of different ways. We are shown how Yahweh with Israel has adopted them and brought them far away from that place where they used to be living. Not only has God adopted us as well, but God has brought us home from however far we came or however near. And now we get to dwell in the everlasting love of God. Our lives marked by the breath of God in our lungs, And our actions of love and peace. Now, just because God has called us doesn't mean that we always listen. Just like Israel, after their adoption, has gone astray back to where they came from. They don't remember the parent that has raised them, healed them, and brought them up to their cheek. We often stray from God. Now, instead of sacrificing to Baal, which I don't think we do. We are often sacrificing our being to things that distract us from being the hands and feet of God. But fear not. Our loving parent calls us home with the strength of a roaring lion and settles us in a safe place. I know sometimes we all hear that roar of our parent calling us home Um, from down the street. You're out playing, hey, come home, it's time to come home. And we return because we know that's where we belong. God is still teaching us to walk, and we are taken up into the arms of God and cradled and led forward in love, even when God has to call us home. Now, to be in the love of God may make some of us uncomfortable. We may be pulled back to once where we once were, just like the Israelites would go back to Egypt and Assyria and return to their old ways, a place where they lived for so long and had developed deep roots. Kind of like how when they were leaving Egypt and they were in the desert, they said, oh, can we go back to Egypt? They had better food. And so it's like sometimes you get accustomed to those old ways. But God is still working through us and removing those things that hold us back. All throughout the passage of Hosea, we are given a window into the thoughts of God. We are able to see God's struggle as the nation of Israel turns away and returns and turns away again, much like we often find ourselves doing. This internal struggle of God is, do I leave Israel behind? Do I hand them over, let them go, and do what they please? I know that there must be some days when I've been like that with my parents. I know I could be irritating. The other day, my mom asked me to help make a salad, and I said, if you want me to, and then I continued to sit on the couch. But despite that, my parents still love me, and even more so, no matter what, God is still our loving parent. We can see God's heart recoil and turn and be warm and grow in compassion, as the scripture tells us. God does not show wrath, but instead chooses to give us peace and give us love. And God says, that is the holy path. If we look at the psalm 107, it again reminds us how God is like our parent. God gathers us in like a mother hen with her chips. From all the ends of the earth we are brought, being brought in, being brought towards God. Some wandered in the desert wastes before coming here, or maybe you are still in that place. Perhaps your relationship with God could feel a bit brittle, brittle and dry. Or maybe it all looks the same, rolling sand dune after rolling sand dune. But know this, and the psalm tells us that God knows what we need. God knows that we are thirsty and hungry, and that even our soul is crying out to be known and to be in community. And God brings us to that beautiful community beyond that wasteland, the inhabited place, the food and the water and all good things to satisfy our soul. God, our parent, shows us the way and leads us on the way to have the good things that we need to have a life satisfied in God. Now, Colossians tells us that we are not only held close by our loving parent, but we are hidden with Christ in God. We are placed into the safety of the infinite love of God, which makes us ever new. Because we are held with Christ, we are being transformed further and further every day into the image of God. It's kind of like when we hear with infants. And they say, oh, they're going to grow up to look like their mother. Or they're going to look like grandpa when they're older. Well, as we are held with God, as we mature in Christ, God will look at us and say, that is Christ. They are living as Christ. That is who I see. As we are held inside the ultimate love of God, we are becoming love ourselves. God is forming us and molding us to become more like Christ every moment of our lives. The writer of Colossians tells us, God has given us new clothes, a new look. And that new look says, I am being formed into the image of love, of whom I am the hands and feet. My parent in heaven loves me so much can you see the radiant beauty that is God's glory in all of us? Like a parent that is raising their child in the way that they want them to act God is perfect and points us where we are. not a parent remove the mess that we've made in front of us but is helping us along the way it is calling our name so that when someday when God has made us complete and full in Christ, we may all perfectly reflect the glory of God. We shall no longer let what was formally define us. God, our parent, has looked at us and said, this one is like Christ. In Luke, it is almost as if Jesus is reading us a bedtime story, maybe like Brothers Grimm with that ending there, Um, but still, it has a good lesson for the children of God. Someone comes and asks Jesus to settle a dispute between him and his brother. It's about family inheritance. Their parent has died, and they're looking to get what they deserve. However, Jesus kind of sees through this initial question. As one commentator points out, there's already a relationship issue between these two brothers. The Torah outlines all that they would have needed to divide up that inheritance, But instead, they're not going that way. And so this younger brother tries to seek justice. Jesus knows that if he were to settle this dispute, it would break that relationship further between those two brothers. God wants us to focus on our relationships. Jesus says, take care. Don't let anything become more important to you than your relationships with others. That's what makes your life abundant. A few weeks ago, I had to spend all of my money on applying to dental school, leaving me with $32. So this scared me, as I had been working since I was 14. So that's a number of years. And I couldn't take care of things as they came my way. Um, It's just something I am very self-sufficient, and I like to do it all myself. But I had to rely on the people around me, my family, my community, I had to rely on those relationships. The other part of the gospel reading, we are told of a rich landowner who only thinks of himself first. We are told that instead of thinking of the community when his fields produced much more than he needed, he instead says to himself, well, I don't have space for all this. What am I going to do? Build a bigger barn. So what is important to note here is that he didn't, consult with his community. In ancient Israel, even the most unimportant decision would be made with your family and with your community. And so the text says, oh, he thought to himself, he dialogued with himself, one commentator said, and so he's not including anyone else or his community. This rich ruler has forgotten what God has given him, and this great blessing And in his community. And that God is calling us all to seek the good of our community first. Our parent wants us to seek the good of our sisters and brothers. Perhaps the rich landowner could have hosted a great number of meals for those in the community. He could have invited his family together to make the decision of what to do with this abundance. That didn't happen. What God does for us is invite us to the table. We are all invited to take part in each other's lives and to share in the great gift of the atoning blood of Christ that God has freely given to us. We are all invited to family dinner with God. We now begin to gather at the table to take part in celebrating what great gifts that God, our loving parent, has for us.